you a mess. Child, you a mess. Child, child. It's always something, yeah. Oh, I like that. Welcome back to The Odd, Strange, and Drunk. I'm Renee. I'm Brianna. I'm Michael. Yay! <laughs> it's my episode! <laughs> Was that loud enough for you, Michael? Uh, let me tell you, I can hear Bree so loud that I can barely hear you, Renee, actually. It's really a oh. turns table kind of thing. Yeah, it's normally really she weird. dead quiet. You know, you know what's great about it, Michael? Huh. It's all the I time. I can hear you? It's all the times you made fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> <Loud> enough. <laughs> well, now Renee's the quiet one. I can barely hear her at all, so. Never been told now that one in my calling. life. It's only your episode, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll just like, talk really there. loud yeah you're gonna have to yell Bree's like, oh, now you all now you know how it feels <laughs> what are you guys drinking i am drinking a twisted tea that's new yeah new for anybody Nobody. but Bree. <laughs> well, new for the podcast because normally it's like the oh. jack daniels or the water that's about the it water. <laughs> The one in the water. water. <laughs> That's all it takes to build a reputation. <laughs> what about Good you, Michael? Brianna. Uh, I just gin have and gin tonic. and tonic and then the Smirnoff Ice Smosh. Smosh. And, yeah, it's strawberry and lemon, which just means heartburn sensual. Which is yeah. fine. That's what Favorite. I'm used to. If I could open... Oh my gosh. I, okay, now I got it. Ready? Kevin and I made... Um, we have a tradition of margarita Mondays. And so we made a couple margaritas. And by a couple, I mean six. And now I'm on a different drink. Do you remember that Mai Tai that I got while I was in Vegas with you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like 12% like, or something. Yeah, they're gasoline. I was like, they're in a can. And it's like a tiki rum Mai Tai cut water or something. And I thought it would be really good. I was very wrong. But it's very strong. Oh, they're very strong. Yeah, I think it's strong, and that means that means it's strong. Same, fucking same. But they are sixteen dollars for... at the BGK game, and I'll have y'all know that they're as tall. They're the same size as a soda can. Yeah, jeez, not worth sixteen dollars. No, nothing there is. You guys have anything odd or strange? I have this issue <laughs> going on right now. Um, oh God, is with... it your ring? No, actually, no new updates on that one. But it is skin-related. So uh, another new fun thing (laughs) for me is that I may have actually already told you guys uh, about it, but I don't think I've said it on the podcast, is that um, some reason there's something going on with my tattoos that have black ink in them to where uh, it's like crazy itching. Um, I don't even know if there's hives. It could be hives, but I can't tell because it's my all-black tattoos. Um, and it's actually gradually spreading to my other tattoo. So first it started with my ankle one, then it went to, uh, my Peter Pan ankle one, and then it went to my Vegas Strong tattoo on the outside of my arm. And, uh, then it went to my Shinedown tattoo, and now it's, uh, on my, the handwriting of my mom, and, uh, my Jurassic Park tattoo. So now those are But it's only in the black? Yeah, it's just the black. Uh, and also, I know specifically the black, even though my dress park is also color, because yeah. um, where it's itchy, it's all raised. 
And on my Jurassic Park tattoo, that's it's only the black parts. Wow. So it's like specifically like around the car and tattoos that weren't raised before, like or spots that weren't raised before are now. So I had looked it up online and uh, it said that it could be an allergic reaction, but that's um, it's hard to it's hard to say that that's the thing because well first it says like you know it'll be itchy there'd be hives um and the ink will be raised and yeah. so that's what it sounds like but all of the tattoos came from different people at, at completely different times yeah you why know, is it like starting years now apart. yeah right yeah years apart and all of a sudden it's happening now it kind of feels like one may have like triggered another but the only thing that i can say that's different is um using the sugar scrub in the bathroom. So I wonder if there's a chemical oh. that's interacting all of a sudden. Possibly. Oh, yeah. But I stopped using it. This all started around when I went to San Jose about, like, what, three weeks ago? I think mm. three or four weeks ago. That's when it started. Um, and that's pretty much also the last time that I stopped using it. Like, I stopped using it. I think it was, like, the day after I came back, and the itching started a couple days, or, yeah, a couple days before I went. So it's been going on for a few weeks and it's spreading. So now it just started. Um, yesterday started the Jurassic Park tattoo. A few days before that started the one of my mom's handwriting. So it's just going oh, all weird. over. And my hat box goes too. Uh, it has been itching a little bit as well. And it's to the point actually where um, it's itching so much that there are sores and they're they don't feel good. They're pretty painful. Yeah, so gross. and I'm also worried about the tattoos getting damaged at this point. That's where it's at, especially with the Hatbox Ghost. Um, it's on its leg, and so it's like this big sore, and then like I peeled it off, and it was like a big chunk, and I was like, yeah, if it starts bleeding, then it's going to be damaging the tattoo, so that's great. And same for my Biggest Strong, a... it has about like six sores on it. You should talk to a dermatologist. I know, I need to make an appointment, but I keep forgetting. I will so. remind you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, on my family tattoo on my other ankle too. That one's uh, that one started as well, so, and it's all it. raised. Yeah. So that's the only concern though is that like it's all raised and that means scar tissue, and yeah. it wasn't raised before. Yeah. So all bad but, things. Yeah, that's my odd and strange stuff going on right now. How about you, Brie? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you can't top a whole body rash? <laughs> no, sorry, you can't. <laughs> Damn. Okay, well, maybe Renee could. Um, well, I don't know about that. I mean, I've had, whole, <laughs> I've had whole body rashes and hives like that, but it's never affected just, like, my tattoos or anything. So it's just kind of an interesting thing. Like, I wonder if you're starting to grow allergic to the ink, but it feels like every tattoo would have, like, a different type of ink. Or like brand. So, um, so that's what a weird... I read online is that uh, there's this specific black ink out there that's made with a certain chemical that people are starting to react to, but they you start to react uh, normally not even like only for like a no hold on let me rephrase that you don't get a you don't start reacting to it until a few years later usually so which would make sense for some of my tattoos but like the one of my handwriting from my mom that's from when i worked at a restaurant like that's how old it is and now it's what? starting to react you know yeah. like my biggest strong one is from like 2018 i think it is so yeah. it's that's what i'm thinking it's like it kind of feels like a chain reaction is happening right now one 
got upset and now they're all getting upset. But they're all from different artists, uh, different, even different states, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting. It's, I don't know. I think maybe that's why I think maybe the sugar scrub could be interacting somehow with the black ink and causing the reaction. Maybe it's but like getting it up under the ink. I don't know. Yeah, because I used it like once a week for like about a month. I would do the sugar scrub, so I don't know. But I haven't. I also haven't used it for like a month. I don't know. I'm just letting it run. Its you a at this mess, point. child. You it's a mess. Always something else. Child. 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 <laughs> I gotta make you all feel better about yourselves, you know. Thanks, <laughs> oh, I always <laughs> feel better often. about myself after your stories. <laughs> yeah. Um. I do what I can. So, do you remember how I got a new job and I wasn't sure if I liked it? My job. Yes. So, I got another yeah. new job. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if you like it. <laughs> no, actually, I haven't started, but it was kind of funny because, so I got the call um, last Wednesday and I was so excited about it and she wanted me to come in yesterday. Nope. She wanted me to come in today for fingerprints. Um, that's why I asked for us to record, not last night, because I had to wake up really early. And then fun fact, she texted me super early in the morning, said that she wasn't going to be there. And so I have to wake up super early tomorrow instead, which is fine. Jeez. Um, so I got the call last Wednesday and, um, I was really excited about starting the new job. And she said that, um, you know, she asked how long I would want to give a notice to the job I was doing now. And I said I would yeah. feel comfortable with a week because I don't want to leave them high and dry and just up and quit. But I also don't want to give them two weeks. Um, my biggest thing is they lied about the hours. So they said it was going to be 11 to 6 and it was 9 to 7. That is a big difference. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they said it was only Monday through Friday. And then turns out it's every Saturday as well, mandatory. Um, so it's wow. just like way more than I had signed up for. And also it was door to door, not super thrilling. Um, mm. Yeah, so I was just frustrated with that. And then uh, my tire got slashed while I was out and about. And I had obviously doors slammed in my face left and right. It was just like a big mess. So I said, my whole point to this, I said I feel comfortable giving them a week's notice. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to tell them right away on Wednesday, partly because I was nervous and um, I wanted them to pay for my tire. So I was hoping that would go through. And then um, Thursday was obviously Thanksgiving. And then Friday, I was like, I'll just wait till Monday. Let's not ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> so I went in today and... Oh. Um, I walked into the office and my boss goes, oh, so the other girl just quit and up and left us. And I was like, <laughs> and I started to say, like, is this a bad time for me to tell you? But then I got nervous <laughs> and I kept my mouth shut because I oh, wanted man. to tell, like, the main boss. Because part of yeah. it, too, was because of the boss that was over me. He was not super great. So I wanted uh -huh. to tell the main guy. Um, so I went to go tell him, but he was in the middle of talking to a bunch of other people. And so I was like, Hey, can I talk to you? And he goes, Oh, I already got your tire thing figured out. We'll talk about it later and walked away from me. So then I was like, <gasps> okay. Um, so then we get in the car to start driving to the location where we could start knocking. And I was like, but, um, I just want to let you know, Thursday will be my last day. And my boss was like, uh, 
Okay. So how about this weather? I think it's going to start warming up here soon. And I was like, well, this is awkward. (laughs) He's dodging. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I also said Thursday because then I was like, oh, Kevin and I can have Friday together. Mm-hmm. So I start knocking on a few doors and I'm feeling like super defeated. I don't want to try to sell people stuff. I'm just like, this is awful. So I call Kevin and I was like, do you think it'd be rude if I was like, mm, JK, today is my last day? And he was like, <laughs> yes, Renee. It's already not super professional to give two week notice, you know, but do whatever you feel is right. All that stuff. Um, so I, I text my boss and I was like, hey, can you come pick me up so I can go to the bathroom? And while I was in the bathroom, I texted my other boss, because I have two jobs at Albertsons, and I was like, hey, hypothetically speaking, if I make today my last day with this job, can I have a couple hours? And she was like, girl, no worries. And I was like, okay, cool. So then I get back in the car, and I was like, hey, I actually have an opportunity to start my new job, which is kind of a lie, early. Um, so tonight might have to be my last day. And he goes, oh, that's okay. I was going to pick you up from after you went to the bathroom and take you to the main boss. And he's going to tell you to just go home today and not worry about it. (laughs) He's he's like, don't worry. I'll put you out of your misery. Yeah. 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 No, see, that's a prime example, though, of like these jobs out there. They don't care about you. You know, it's just like, don't even, that's why they say now, like, don't even give a two week notice because a lot of times they'll just fire you before then. Yeah, so, one, it wasn't really, like, firing, but he was like, I don't see a point in you continuing to work for this job, because obviously you're a hard sucker. But he wouldn't have said that if you wouldn't have put in notice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He was like, your heart wouldn't be in it, blah, blah, blah. And so, I went back to the office, we figured out my tire thing, and then he was just like, okay, well, I'll call you when your last check is here, goodbye. And I was like, wow. So, then I get in in the parking lot, and I'm like, maybe I can call my new job to see if I can start there instead. So I call her and she said, yes, you can start on the first, which is Thursday. So then I had to talk to Albertsons and be like, JK, I can only work Tuesday and Wednesday, not Tuesday to Friday. So it was like this whole big mess and I was having a lot of anxiety, but it's all worked out. I got a new job. I still get hours with Albertsons. I'm not left high and dry without a paycheck for a week. And um, yeah, it's just, it feels better because I was so defeated knocking on doors and like we were outside in the dark uh, in a sketchy neighborhood and as a female and my tire got slashed and my boss was like upset with picking us up and it was just like this whole big mess of like I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that was my odd and strange thing of just trying to figure out job situations today. (laughs) Good job. Yeah standing up but i'm like, really excited uh, yeah no. <laughs> this new job will be working with children adults and families with um disabilities so That's cool. yeah i'm i'm excited hopefully it's Yay. i just hope it's so much better than all the other jobs i've had recently <laughs> yeah it'll be good that sounds awesome yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and the hours will be better so we can record later at night and not me being such a bitch of like, hey, I have to be up at 4 a.m. Let's get this going. So. And we'll no. see about that. No. <laughs> the bitch part, not the hours part. No. I know, but I am I an hour to... ahead. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> just got to clarify. All right. So let's you get ew. into my topic. Um. Dead celebrities. 
How did you know I continued with the dead celebrities? Because last episode you said I'm just probably going to do what we recorded and what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, mostly because, like, I, I don't know if you can see it very well, but it's just screenshots of what I want to say. Oh, I saw the memes, I thought. <laughs> oh, nope, they're all screenshots. I just pictures so I didn't... and a lot of light. Yeah, they're just screenshots of what I wanted to say, so I was no. like, if I don't use them, I'm going to have to um, either leave them or discard them. Yeah. Um, okay. So let me start. Um, I don't even know what to call this topic other than it's just like strange things with specific celebrities before or after they died. Okay. Wait. Or around their death. I'll just let you lead. Yeah. Figure it out. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure we'll figure it out. (laughs) So let's see if you, because I love guessing so much, let's see if you can figure out who I'm about to talk about. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. I hate you so much. No. (laughs) (laughs) Hasn't even died yet, technically. (laughs) Oh! <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, so it's it's a rock star who partied pretty hard. And, Was a rock star. Um, yes. Dearly departed. That doesn't okay, really so narrow a... anything down, but okay. Okay, well let me finish talking. God damn it. No, I'm I'm already guessing. I'm already thinking. Oh, okay. Um. So it was a rock star who partake per partook in a lot of illegal drugs which eventually anything down which (laughs) eventually made them super constipated oh elvis yes he died on the toilet so that is what the poop one or lack thereof (laughs) dude the shit that i took before we recorded oh oh my god (laughs) okay so um, Elvis's personal doctor cl- claimed that constipation is what killed Elvis Presley. Okay. And while it's not, while it's probably not entirely true, his autopsy, and I quote, because I'm not saying this, it is in the article, quote, his autopsy did reveal 30 pounds of burning love in his colon. <laughs> 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 was it burning though? Because that's pretty concerning. Probably, but they said it was twice as wide, stale. twice as wide, and twice as long as normal, which is oh, no. a result of chronic painful. constipation. <clears throat> yes. No. So, with that being said, we will dive into this part, yeah, which is. Um, Okay, yes. Let me just say while you're looking is that it reminded me of the chick who ate nothing but Hot Pockets for six months and then she was super constipated. Have you guys seen that TikTok? No. no. Oh my god, she was, well she was talking about it. She said it happened to her in middle school or something. And so she was like, literally she ate nothing but like Hot Pockets all day, every day. And she, by the way, she's like this thin, you know, she's thick thin too. Yeah. But she's like, yeah, that's all I ate was Hot Pockets. And then all of a sudden like I didn't poop and it was like, okay, well, you know, one day I don't poop, it's fine. And she's like, but then it went on for like a week and it, just, it was painful. So then she went to go get an x-ray done and basically they said all the way from her like intestines, like all the way through her intestines, all the way up to her heart, 
was oh, just like no. poop was yeah but it was like concrete they said it was like concrete she had to have surgery and they had to take it all out and it was like oh, pounds sh- of that stuff so it was okay, like the hot pockets that backed her up and then some ew gross no yeah. gross no Ugh. That just reminded me. There yeah. was a chick on t- TikTok who talked about all she ate was was those like pre-made salads that are in like the bowls with the fork and oh. stuff, and um, she ended up with worms because apparently <laughs> sometimes with the lettuce there's either eggs or small larvae in it, and her whole oh, intestines were like washed. covered. Yeah. Oh, gross. So now I see them in the grocery store, and I'm like, can't eat those. No, Even though yeah, I you love don't know them. if they wash that stuff and if they wash it properly, a lot of times they just go for yeah. speed. Yeah. Speed. Anyway, okay, yeah. so it is thank you known, for your new fear. You're welcome. Yes. It is known that on August fifteenth, nineteen seventy seven, Elvis was at his home in Graceland. Um, he spent the day with his daughter Lisa and his fiance Ginger. That same day, at about ten p.m., both Ginger and Elvis went to see his dentist. Because he was having tooth pain. Also kind of weird to do it at night. But Elvis had a personal doctor, a dentist, and a nurse practitioner on call 24-7. If he has a personal doctor, then he should have no reason to be like, hey man, I, like 24-7, hey man, like I can't poop right now. Or I haven't been able to poop. Right. Like Those drugs, I guess. I don't know. No reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's not like it's the drugs. It wasn't the constipation. Don't blame the lack of poop. So, <laughs> so on August 16th, 1977, both of them returned to Graceland and Elvis waved at his fans. So that same night around 2 a.m., he called his physician and asked for painkillers. And then he called his cousin Billy and his wife Joe to come over to his place and play racquetball, which I would think is odd, but apparently is not odd because they were often visiting him at late hours throughout the evening and morning. Mm-hmm. I think it's weird to be like, um, make your first phone call and like, hey, doc, I need some painkillers. Hey, guys, you want to come over and play racquetball? Like, yeah. what? Right? It's a little bit like, oh, okay. 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 So they came over and played racquetball. Um, his daughter, Lisa, was asleep in her bedroom next door. And then... Um, you know, so that was sometime around 2 or 3 a.m. And then that same day at around 9.30 a.m., after taking three packages of pills and painkillers, Elvis went to the bathroom. Never to so return the, again. <laughs> so at this point, like, <laughs> it was known that he had suffered from constipation and most likely due to these painkillers and, and drugs that he was taking. Mm-hmm. Um and so his fiance Ginger had asked him to not fall asleep on the toilet and his last words were I won't I thought he was going to say I thought it was going to be like don't tell me what to do right <laughs> but that would have been me <laughs> would have been me um, yeah so after a few hours Ginger woke up in the bed and then realized that Elvis was not there um, she didn't think it was strange at first but eventually when she couldn't find him um, she walked in and saw him on the floor of his bedroom's bathroom. So, Dang. um, yeah. Elvis was pronounced dead from a cardiac arrhythmia. 
and it was later known that the cardiac arrest occurred due to a serious drug abuse. And the autopsy was revealed that he had taken many prescription drugs, including antidepressants that had caused his heart to stop. <clears throat> and after his death, his doctor, George, um, I'm not going to pronounce his last name, but basically they nicknamed him Dr. Nick, um, was investigated on the heavy doses of drugs he had prescribed to Elvis he told investigators that he began treating Elvis in 1967 and gave him over 19,000 pills. Oh my gosh. Holy shit. You probably never and take the, that many in your lifetime. Seriously. And that was 10 years because he was pronounced dead in 77. My gosh. 10 years of 19,000 pills. So isn't that like just 1,900 per year? I guess so. Well, it's a, a zero. Um, just move a zero. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, but I'm sure it like started oh slower and built more than average. Okay, whatever, average, Michael. <laughs> um, in the year 1980, the medical license of Doctor Nick was suspended for three months by the state of Tennessee. He had testified that he had given Elvis the this many. He had given Elvis that many medications because Elvis used to threaten him that if he didn't prescribe him the medication. He would get them from somebody else. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it sounds so like, the doctor uh, felt like another, yeah. another king singer. Another good excuse, I guess. No, it, well, Michael Jackson's <clears throat> the same exact thing. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. It's like history um, repeating itself, really. Right. So, in 1981, the doctor was charged with 11 felony counts of prescription drugs in such a heavy dose. And in 1990. 1995, he was suspended permanently by Tennessee Board of a Medical Examiner. So basically, all of this to say that... Um, Don't do drugs because you'll get constipated and die <laughs> on the toilet? <laughs> yeah. His doctor had given him too many drugs, and he was constipated and went kaputs. Kaputs. <laughs> he went kaputs. He went kaputs. So it was 19,000, okay. right? 19,000 19, painkillers. I can't even imagine. 1900. I don't even know what that looks like. No. Divided by I months. take four Tylenols and I feel guilty. It's 158 <laughs> pills a month. 158 <sighs> pills a month? Over 10 years? Divided by 30 days, it's about five pills a day. Oh, see, but when you say it that way, that makes a little more sense. It's like five to six, yeah. Okay, now I don't want to count what I'm doing then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, Brie, that kind of maybe changed my mind a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I think maybe, like, you know, he wasn't wrong. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, right. Remember me over here, like, I felt bad when I do four things of Tylenol. <laughs> I. I, uh, you know, it's so scary. is that at least I have the exact opposite of uh, comp constipation. So I'm uh, happy same about that part. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My mom's a little con stiffening. Uh, my mom's <laughs> constantly constipated, Oops. and I'm like, I don't understand. I don't think I've ever been constipated in my life. In fact, I've no. shit myself more times than I could count. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I never have either, so I don't know what that's like. And I'm glad too. I'd rather, I'd rather have the problem that I currently have rather than not being able to do anything. You know? 
Mm -hmm. sucks. Yeah. All right. Do you guys want to guess the next one or just me go into it? Um, Dealer's choice. All right. Beautiful, gracious woman. (laughs) How you said woman? Woman. And then died in a car accident. Oh, Princess Diana. Yes. I am two for zero right now. Two? Okay. I'm going to get 10 out of 10 because I will not get any of them. (laughs) We are not doing 10. You'll Um. get them at some point. Oh, now that we can hear you. <laughs> um, I got a voice. Yay. So apparently, Princess Diana had predicted her own death. I've heard this theory before. There's a lot of yes. weird things around surrounding her death. Yes. So in 2003, her butler revealed a note that she had wrote to him um, that discussed her fears that somebody was, quote, planning an accident in my car, brake failure, and serious injury in order to make the path clear for Charles to marry. End quote. There's no evidence that the death was indeed anything other than an accident, but it might have worked out really well for that unnamed person. (laughs) So, some media has claimed that there was erratic behavior of a paparazzi that was chasing the car. Hmm. That may have contributed to the crash. So in 1999, a French investigation found that Paul, who lost control of the vehicle at a high speed while intoxicated by alcohol and under the effects of prescription drugs, was solely responsibility, solely responsible for the crash. So who is this person? I don't know. I think it's like an 80-20 thing. You know, I think you should also blame the paparazzi, though, too, for being erratic. It's mainly his fault. But what they're saying is, no, 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 no. But what they're saying is, um, who knows if the paparazzi was actually chasing the car or not? Mm. That was the original. And now it's like, oh, well, the paparazzi was chasing him. He's saying, well, I'm sure that everybody would know if there was or wasn't paparazzi. You know, that can't be a conspiracy. They're taking pictures and everything. And there's like, what, say 20 of them at least? I don't know. Maybe it was super late at night. I don't know. I don't oh, it know. was late at night. Yeah. So, um, Paul was the deputy head of security at the Hotel Ritz and had earlier goaded paparazzi who were waiting for Diana and Fred outside the hotel. Fade? Fade. Fade? Um, antidepressants and traces, traces of antipsychotic were in his bloodstream and that had might have worsened Paul's inebriation. So that mixed with alcohol obviously causes it to be Jeez. 10 times worse than just alcohol. I can attest to that. <laughs> <That's Yeah. awesome. laughs> oh, we know, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> so in 2008, a jury uh, had found Paul grossly negligent uh, for driving and following pos- paparazzi vehicles. So they say paparazzi vehicles. Yeah. What? He was like, you seems, better get away seems from Seems a me, bit though. backwards. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then some media reports saying that one of the people in the vehicle had survived because he was wearing a seatbelt. But other investigations revealed that none of the occupants in the car were wearing seatbelts. 
All right. So um, Diana was 36 years old when she died. And of course, her death had sparked a lot of public grief and television uh, coverage and all of that. Um, but the, the main whole point was the fact that she had written in her diary saying um, that she will die in a fatal car accident. That's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, I know that there was, um, I believe there was something else too where she said to somebody like, oh, there's something I have to tell you, but not right now. I'll tell you later. And then she died. And it's just like, I hate when people do that shit. You know? I know that. It's just, like, just say it because stupid shit like that will happen, you know? Mm -hmm. There's moments in your life where you thought you would never use a Ouija board until those moments arise. <laughs> right. Okay. And you're like, I need to know. <laughs> fucking respond to me. I know. It would probably just be like, I told you so. That's mm -hmm. exactly what I was going to tell you. <laughs> right. It's like, just say the thing, you know, say it on TV shows all the time. Where it's just like, oh my gosh, I got to tell you something, but I can't tell you here right now. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later. And it's really important. And then it's like, and then the bitch turns up dead. And it's like, girl. <laughs> now we'll never know. All right. Next one. Um, ooh. E equals MC squared. Einstein. Nice. Mm -hmm. Albert. <laughs> Albert. Albert Einstein. On April 17th, 1955, Albert Einstein's abdominal aortic aneurysm bursts. The fuck? So, Isn't that just an aneurysm? Yes, an but... Um, so aortic. It, yes, so that would be your, like, um, aortic uh, artery. So it was in his stomach. And basically what an aneurysm is, is just like a, a blood clot that doesn't allow, you know, blood to flow. And they're very dangerous. And if they burst, obviously you die. And um, they're really hard to catch. And most of the time they're in your brain. So it's kind of interesting that this one was an abdominal one. Yeah. Um, but it, it burst and it created internal bleeding and severe pain. Um, so he went to Princeton Hospital, but refused further medical attention, and he demanded, quote, I want to go when I want. It is tasteless to prolong life artificially. I have done my share. It is time to go. I will do it eloquently, end quote. Wow. Yeah. It's like a... Yep. <laughs> right? <Pretty much. laughs> sure, but um, if it was me, clap. hook me to machines. <laughs> golf clap, yeah. Um, so in the early morning hours of April 18th, which is the next day, the on-duty nurse heard him say a few words in German, which she could not understand, and then he died. <laughs> so, who knows what his last words were, but what is... But. <laughs> Let's say it in another language, though. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll just tell you later, Michael. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Let so me know how that goes. Here's where it gets weird, odd, strange, whatever you want to say. Oh, I see what you did there. The pathologist who performed Einstein's autopsy decided that he would help himself to Einstein's brain. Yep, I heard him. I heard a short so, about this. No. Yeah. So he was hoping to find out what made it so great right 
Um, and then the brain was considered missing for more than 20 years. 20 years? Yeah, I have this on my list. Is that how Einstein's brain just went missing? Well, Michael, it's mine now. So yeah, <laughs> I think everything's on your list or anything that we just say. You're like, oh, that's on my week. list. Yeah. Oh, that's on my list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just color them out so that then I don't go over it. Ah. Anyways, um, <laughs> so the pathologist who did his autopsy stole his brain. Uh, it was missing for more than 20 years. And then the pathologist revealed to a journalist that he had the brain and he whipped it out <gasps> in two in two mason jars full of cider in a box in his office. I don't think that's how you're supposed to preserve stuff. Gross. I don't know. Maybe in the 50s? I think even in the 50s, even okay. in the 30s, they were preserving better. Okay, I lied to you. <laughs> Hold on. I read it wrong. Oh, I knew it. There it <laughs> is. <laughs> okay, so the pathologist revealed to a journalist... And he whipped out two mason jars full of brain that were from a cider box in his office. So not full of cider. Oh. I just read it wrong. But full of brain. Oh, that's just where it was stored. Was in a yeah. cider box. No, it was Got stored it. in yeah two mason jars inside a box. Inside, like to hide yes. it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Gross. Okay. Phew. So you can just break up each hemisphere and just put me like here's the left mason jar and here's the right mason jar. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't get it mixed up. You know, it can be easy to confuse left and right. You know. <laughs> right. So the type of aneurysm that Einstein had is statistically linked to being old and male. <laughs> but the majority of people that develop uh, a triple A. Uh, aort abdominal aortic aneurysm has a oh, severe good. history of smoking and mm -hmm. so basically yeah. at this point that tracks uh, yeah einstein's mm -hmm. doctors had ordered him to stop smoking during his various illnesses and he sporadically obeyed um, but when his friends gave him gifts of tobacco during brief periods of abstinence einstein would open the gift snick sniff to enjoy the aroma and then give it away to somebody else Wow. But then Einstein always succumbed to the overwhelming temptations of his uh, blood device. Or not device, vice. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Um, basically, if Dang. you want to avoid the possibility of having a abdominal aortic aneurysm, don't be old, don't be male, and don't smoke. <laughs> I was about to be, don't, I was about to say, don't be a smoking old man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> huh. All right. Well, I didn't expect him to be giving away the gift immediately. I thought that was going down a different route. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's see if you guys can get this one. Oh, that's it? That's all you had? I thought you were going to talk about that more. <laughs> no. What was I supposed <laughs> to say? They cut His it up brain into was slides stolen. and everything. They cut it up and put it into slides. No? Okay. That's fine. Nobody got no, it they, back. They do that anyways, but like to study they it. They do that anyways. No, like they preserved it. They put it in the slides and preserved it. Yeah, so you can see like, like they the cut slides. it into slits. Yeah, I've yeah. done that in my um, psychology classes. So I guess to me that wasn't that interesting. I'm sorry. I mean, is that oh. something that happens all the time when people die? Like just your brain gets put on into slides? Um, If you put down that you want to be preserved for science it could be 
I'm pretty sure he also didn't be didn't put down that he wanted to be preserved in somebody's basement for 20 years either. So I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> Listen, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Okay, go ahead. All right. Did you guys ever see the movie? Excuse no, I don't me. believe I've heard of that. Yeah, Is it Swedish? <laughs> Did you guys ever see the movie What Happens in Vegas? I have no. not seen it. With- I think so. Ashton Kutcher and is it what happened to Vegas? Now I need to know. <laughs> I'm gonna name some movies. Let me know when you know who it is. Uh, Happy Feet. Oh, I know Happy Feet. Love and Other Disasters. Sin City. Mm-hmm. Uptown Girls. Just Married. That's the one I was talking about. Um sidewalks of new york city angels girl interrupted um, oh clueless cameron no i actually haven't seen clueless i did see it on netflix uh, the other day i was looking for something to watch all right i didn't even turn it on Brittany murphy oh yeah Mm -hmm. that's right yeah so usually Young celebrities, when they pass, it's usually from something like drugs or violence, which is weird because 32-year-old Brittany Murphy died from plain old pneumonia. Damn, wow. 32? Mm-hmm. Well, was she into drugs, though? Huh? Was she into drugs, though? Um, No, she, she it says that. Mm-mm. Um, that and would then f- really weaken your immune system too. Yeah. Well, she did already have an weak immune system due to anemia, and then she did use it says perfectly legal and or over the counter drugs. So I don't know. Um, but what's weird about this, besides the fact that she was 32 years old and died of pneumonia, five months later, her husband died of the same thing. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Um, Is that con- that's contagious, isn't it? Is it? Yes. And I've had pneumonia. I could see him being weakened from grief. Yes. But I, I've had it four different times. Um, it okay, is. Okay, bitch. <laughs> I didn't know we were counting cards here. I didn't. I have had it zero times. No, I'm, I'm not meaning it in that way. I'm just saying, like, it is contagious, but most of the time it is curable if you catch it in time and there's multiple different kinds of pneumonia so there's like walking pneumonia there's wind there's just different ways that you can get it and it affects your body um okay so Brittany murphy and her husband were both very very sick but but despite being so sick they did not go to the emergency room the night before and hadn't been to a doctor in six weeks it's a big red flag right there, because if you're that sick with pneumonia, you need some kind of antibiotics yeah. or some kind of medicine. So she and her husband, um, they both had their own kind of health issues. Like I said, she was anemic. Um, but they were both really into holistic medicine. So uh, they didn't, there it is. Yeah. yeah. There it is. That's why. Yep. Okay, got it. And then they I was were also maybe like something happened like financially, like they couldn't afford to go to the doctor or something for some reason. No. There it no. is. No, but they were also very wary of gaining a reputation in Hollywood as being sickly, which is understandable. 
Mm-hmm. That part is understandable. The yes. holistic part, though, is a different story. Yes. Yeah. So the autopsy just determined that Brittany had died of pneumonia, exacerbated by anemia and multiple drug intoxication, but the drugs being over-the-counter medications, cold medications, and prescription medications. Um, but she, Yeah, she had yeah. been sick for at least two weeks, and had they had just gone to the doctor or hospital, it would have been treatable. Damn. Yes. Unfortunately, there's a lot of cases like that, even in yeah. today's... Yeah. So what Let's happened, um, She, um, her lips were blue, she was gasping for air, and she had collapsed in her bathroom in um, her home in Hollywood Hills. Firefighters attempted to resuscitate her before she was transported to the hospital um, at 10.04 a.m., uh, which was two hours after they initially called 911. And from there, she died of cardiac arrest. All right. Yeah. So, um, this is also kind of weird. So, her mother did not believe the coroner that it was uh, pneumonia or anything like that. What she believed was their house was filled with toxic mold. Because that's the only other explanation to why her husband died as well. Mm. Um, so, but her father, Brittany's father, thought it was a murderer. So, basically, what? we How just... Give somebody pneumonia? Really just put no. a cough, a cough napkin over their face? Somebody else coughed over their face? <laughs> <laughs> uh, have pneumonia and then give it to them? I yeah. don't know. It's a murder. <laughs> it's a poor yeah. except for it's pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Now, what did they call it? Um, I mean, they called it something like that. They did something like that in, uh, like, one of the world wars. or You know, it's like, uh, not chemical warfare, biological warfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they would try and do that even, um, like, in the Civil War, I think it was, or something, with yellow fever and the blankets. Mm-hmm. They tried yes. to transport it like that. Yeah. Sad. But, um... Biological warfare on one person. <laughs> Uh, so Brittany's father said on Good Morning America that I have a feeling that there was a different, or there was definitely a murder situation here. It's poison. I know it's poison. Mm. Um, so based on that claim, he did his own independent toxicology report based on Brittany's hair sample. And the report detailed the presence of 10 heavy metals in the hair. Um, which suggested the possibility of foul play. Um, I mean, but then you if get you th- that from like if you dyed your hair or something or like yes, hair products, it's exactly where it was going. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's say that's not weird. <laughs> no, nope. Michael's just a hundred for a hundred at this point. Yeah, right. <laughs> I uh, I mm-hmm. used to dye my hair a lot actually. Yeah. <laughs> so um, basically they came back with a report so those 10 different things and the scientists said hair sample can be affected by many outside factors including hair dye hairspray prescription medications foods smoking the occasional cigarette and environmental factors um so literally everything basically at this point it's either pneumonia or toxic mold or a um murder and we don't fully know Right. I can see where the parents would be like, oh, it's murder. Because that's like mm-hmm. how I can see this. Like, oh, you wouldn't believe pneumonia? And that's how I can see Brittany Murphy 
practice the holistic medicine part. Yeah. Like, ah, mm-hmm. see the parents. They mm-hmm. they would rather believe that she was murdered instead of something that could have been prevented because of sickness. Yep. Yes. Yeah. All right. Last one. So what is something that would be a one in a million chance that you can die from? In the Chukumana. ocean. In the ocean? What, what did ahead. you guys just say? Wait. <laughs> We're all on a different page here. <laughs> okay. Did you both say the ocean? No, she said I ocean. said it. What did you say, Brie? Oh. I was going to say choke on a peanut. but <laughs> Oh, yeah? What about you, Michael? Oh, choke on food? Oh, yeah. so close. Okay, now if we said in oh. the ocean. Choke on food in the ocean? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I said mono. Okay, so what if I did this instead and just said, good day. Huh? Good day? Good day. Killed by a kangaroo? I don't know. Okay. Oh, actually, come no, on. But people, a lot of people die by kangaroo in Australia. <laughs> okay, but let's think about it. Ocean, good day, mate. Pirate. TV show. Know. That's a great idea. What? I did not expect that to be the next clue. <laughs> Steve Irwin. Oh, Steve Ray. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, Michael. Oh, girl. Gosh, I was like, where is this going? (laughs) Follow me. What? Read my goddamn mind. (laughs) All right. That was left field. All right. So, actually, actually, it was um, above Ray. (laughs) It was foul. (laughs) So, a wildlife expert. I'm going to be salty here in a moment. <laughs> you have been salty. What? You might, be, you might as well be the chick on the front of the salt container because you're a salty ass bitch. <laughs> I thought you were going to say might as well be that peanut that Bree's choking on. <laughs> oh, you wish. I know. <laughs> <laughs> See, people right. want to enjoy you, but then they just end up spitting you back out. Aww. Like, <laughs> Poor Kevy. <laughs> He knew what he was doing when he signed that legal agreement. All right. So one wildlife expert categorized um, the stingrays attack as a one in a million thing. Because stingrays usually only attack when they're directly threatened, like when somebody steps on them or and their stings are rarely fatal. So Steve Irwin had only accidentally cornered the stingray. And it just happened to get him right in the chest, just like the other two people who have died of stingray attacks in Australia since 1945. What? People since 45? Mm-hmm. Well, it was like 1945 to what, like 2003, I think it was-ish? Was it Something like, like that, yeah. Yeah. There's only wow. been three people. So Steve Irwin obviously had that TV show. And then... um. Um, he always said, no matter what, while he was with crocodiles, snakes, sharks, he had one rule. And that rule was that cameras must always be kept rolling. And his final moments were absolutely no different. So, mm-hmm. he tells his camera crew to always be filming. So, one mm-hmm. of the people on his crew said, quote, if he needs help, he will ask for it. Even if he's eaten by a shark or a croc, the main thing he wants is that it to be filmed. If he died, he would be sad if no one got it on tape, unquote. So, <clears throat> that morning, sorry, that afternoon, Steve was not supposed to be swimming that afternoon that he died. He was supposed to be 
uh, on a program called Ocean's Deadliest. Um, but because oh. of the... <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Said, well, he was still on the program, just in a different way. Wow, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> um, but the that program to be filmed that day was uh, canceled due to bad weather. So he decided instead to head out into the water with his cameraman and the director in search of footage that could be used for his daughter's show instead. And the daughter's show is Bindi, Aww. the Jungle Girl. Yeah. Yep. So they went out. Um, and his producer said uh, suddenly Steve was just out in the water and he was out to seek some normally harmless stingrays. And it should have been an innocent encounter for a TV show aimed at children. Um, but he spotted the 220-pound ray lying on the ocean floor. Holy shit. And then spot. with his um, team, his crew, they climbed into the chest-deep water. And... What they expected was the placid creature to swim away as they approached, giving them the perfect shot of it swimming and seeing its mm -hmm. wings and beautiful and all that. However, when the crocodile hunter passed over the creature, it raised its razor-sharp tail and stabbed him, quote, hundreds, hundreds of strikes in a few seconds. What? Wow. Yes. How? That's crazy. Like I'm pretty sure, like, video games and stuff like that can't even, like, make that look like anything. Right. So, not realizing the severity of the attack, his film uh, film guy continued to roll the camera. And when I mean, he, he couldn't have saved him anyways, even if he didn't know what was going mm -hmm. on and tried to help. Yeah. But when he panned he back... a hundred times? Mm-mm. Mm -hmm. But when he panned back to Steve... He saw him surrounded by a pool of blood, and he knew something had gone very wrong. He realized at that moment he, oh no, so he, they were able to get him into the boat and start heading towards the emergency ward, and there was a moment where he knew he wasn't going to be able to save him because of the damage to his heart was just too massive. Mm -hmm. And he said... It sounded like his heart was just obliterated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he said, as we're motoring back, I'm screaming at one of the other crew in the boat to put their hand over the wound. And we're saying things to him like, think of your kids. Hang on. Mm. Hang on. And perhaps knowing his injuries were far more serious than suspected. The cameras even caught the heartbreaking moment that Steve turned to Justin, his camera guy, and calmly said, I'm dying, which would have been his final words. Wow. Damn. So then, years later, his producer, John, had opened up about his friend and that um, ill-fated 2007 documentary nope. that happened. And he said that um, he couldn't help but feel that something was very wrong while filming, especially during an ominous speech by Erwin to his crew, which producers had called very very weird and what john had said was a couple of days before we started the show steve made a little speech to all the crew that were up there catching crocs for his research trip he was sort of thanking them for all being who they were and for helping him and it was like a final speech 
Um, and then that that producer that was with him during that um, stingray incident, he said that he had a premonition of his own death ahead of the trip, which had inspired him to write a living will and undergo multiple medical checks before filming. And it turned out Dang. to not be him. It was That's crazy. Steve. Anyways, it just, yeah, that whole thing was just wow. odd. And like the one in a million chance that the stingray attacked because it had felt cornered, hitting him a hundred, hundreds yeah. of times in seconds. Yeah. And just the fact, too, that he gave like a final speech beforehand and the producer or camera crew one of the guys had like a premonition of his own death before it happened yeah i think that's something that's only weird though and like in hindsight you know it yeah. could just been like a pep talk hey i just want to thank you guys you know for coming yeah. out and stuff or whatever but everyone said it was very odd and unlike him um, yeah i don't know so i wasn't there we were only in seventh grade right sure. but i i do have um a little story is that uh, there's a guy that I worked with who I got hired at my work, but he doesn't work there anymore. And somehow he lived under a rock because I had a customer that placed an order for something in uh, in Arizona, and their name was Steve Irwin. Mm. And so uh, at the time, the guy was just helping out in the back, and then later on, I got him hired. But uh, mm. him and his roommate were in the back just helping out. And so like, oh my gosh, guys, it's so it's so funny. Like, look at this uh, label right here. Mm-hmm. this order uh and it says steve Irwin, and the roommate was like oh ha that's crazy i was like that can't be his real name right and so then the other guy he's the one that i actually knew and he's like what i don't i don't get it and like well it can't be his real name right you know and he's like well i don't know what you're talking about and so i was like um well you know like steve Irwin, like the crocodile hunter the australian guy all this stuff he's like oh Okay, so he lives in Arizona right now. I was like, oh, well, actually, he lives six feet under. But um, oh my so god, Michael! <laughs> and he just lived in so much under a rock. I think I may have mentioned it before because he also is the one who didn't, um, who had no idea who Stevie Nicks was. Mm. Oh. And yeah, somebody told me one time he's like, well, you can't judge him just because like he doesn't know who Stevie Nicks was. You know, if he doesn't, if he wasn't raised around that or whatever. I was like, okay, but he also didn't know who Steve Irwin was. Yeah. So I'm like, well, you can't really explain that one. You guys know my cousin, Carrie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She refuses to believe it was a stingray that killed him. She absolutely knows it was a crocodile, and she watched it happen on TV. Wow. And no, you cannot convince her of anything right else. Huh? Yeah. That's a conspiracy theory right there. Yeah. But, so they did, obviously, they recorded that incident happening um and they there there are theories that it was on the internet at one time but they had like three copies of it i think it was and they destroyed one of them they gave one to Mm -hmm. steve Irwin's wife and then one still sits in a locked police um evidence place evidence yeah yeah um but it said that the other two were destroyed. Like, his wife refused to watch it, which obviously I would, too. Even though she knew it yeah. was, like, kind of against Steve's wishes, you know. Or he wanted um, it to be on yeah. tape. So, she destroyed it because, I mean, who can handle that? 
And yeah, so apparently there's only one, but people claim they have seen it on YouTube and different things like that. But I'm people can create that stuff all the time. Yeah, today's technology. Well, that was back when it happened, but who knows? Like, yeah, they could have created it or it could have been real for a second or who knows. But look at what they did with Jurassic Park in 1993. That was (laughs) some wild technology and still is today. Mm -hmm. You never know. People can create stuff. And say that they have the footage and then try and sell it, you know? Yeah. But the whole point is, is like, it, I have not been able to find it. Not that I've searched, but when I was doing yeah, the I search for looked. the topic, I, I wasn't able to find anything. Yeah. But that's all I have. Just Damn. weird little things Yay. that I had uh, collected in case Bree didn't want to go last week. So mm-hmm. hopefully yeah. Michael's topic next is not revolved around death because we've had quite a bit. Sorry, Bree. <laughs> No, I don't. Actually, I have an idea for my next topic. Um, Are you not doing rule? I'm not sure. I really want to know those rules and different things. Nope, that's going to have to come up another time. That's going to be a surprise. I hate you so much. That's actually a list that I'll probably just keep on building, actually. Okay, then fine. Maybe I'll just do it. Oh. It's a lot of notes, but okay. <laughs> Good luck writing. It's a lot. I think I got like three quarters of the way through, and I said I still had like three other websites to look at. So, Oh, jeez. That sounds yeah, like a, a lot, lot then that they have to go through. Well, there was a lot of other stuff as well. Oh, oh my gosh, that reminds me. So, um, Renee, did you ever watch, or did you guys ever watch um, Happiest Season? It came out a couple of years ago with Kristen Stewart and um, Dan Levy, the guy no. on David on Schitt's Creek. No. So it's on Hulu. You guys should definitely watch it, um, especially because there's one part where they go to a gay bar or something, uh, an LGBTQ um, uh, a bar, and there's two drag queens performing, Jinx Monsoon <gasps> and Ben de la Creme. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> I was it's like, weird. I know them. I was like, I was like oh my gosh, that's Ben de la Creme. And I was like, I think that's Jinx Monsoon. And I looked it up. Yep. Sure, sure. That's so weird because on Hulu, it just suggested... Um, a Christmas special, f- and it said Jinx and Dela, and it was a movie. Yeah, no, oh, Ben de la Creme. No, Dela. Oh, Dela. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's totally different Dela than is. what you're talking about, but you don't remember who Dela is? I'll send you a um, screenshot. I, I don't remember a lot of them actually. It just but, suggested um, it to me. Yeah, so like Happiest Season, I definitely okay. recommend watching it. Will you send it to but... me? Because I'm not gonna remember. I'll just text it. Happiest season? <laughs> yeah. Just text it. Like, text it in the group or something, because then you will remember, too. It's That's what one. I was doing. Yeah. So, sure, 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 sure. obviously, you guys can email <laughs> us at oddstrangeanddrunk at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, not Twitter. I always want to say Twitter. TikTok and... Oh, not on Twitter anymore? We've never been on Twitter. <laughs> oh, that's right. Nobody, none of us want to do Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at Odd Strange Drunk. And then uh, tune in next week for Michael's episode. Yay! 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 Yay!